Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts, Amy Babinchak, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Gazinta Mobius, the easiest way for ConnectWise Manage and QuickBooks Online to connect. Keep invoices, expenses, and inventory automatically updated right from Manage to QuickBooks Online and payments right back into Manage. With simple pricing, set it and forget it auto-sync, Gazinta Mobius delivers with no restrictions on the number of invoices, expenses, and payments, and plays well with others like Connect Booster. Trusted by over a thousand MSPs, now introducing a free plan. Go to gazinta.com slash Mobius and tell them Carl sent you. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. This is Carl, and I'm joined today once again by Pete Matheson. Welcome, sir. Thank you, sir, for inviting me once again. So uh, last time we had, we started the conversation about YouTube, and um, I guess it's been about a month or so. So I, I'd like to know the the update. Did, has your channel gone back to getting you know thirty viewers uh, per video, or is it still skyrocketing? It's uh, it's not quite thirty, but it's um, calmed down somewhat. I think there was certainly a Christmas rush. Um, I've also noticed, and it, it happened actually earlier last year with, with the lockdowns around the world, not just here in the UK, but as soon as lockdown happens, the views do do peak because, of course, <laughs> everyone's stuck at home. So they've got nothing right. better to do than sit there and watch YouTube. But so, um, so it, it's, it's going up and up. It's, it's going in the right direction. And that's the idea is um, just keep an idea on the topics. And I'm trying to be a bit more uh, on top of looking at the, the analytics and the statistics of what's performing and, and kind of using that to my advantage and see how I can uh, help it grow now. Right. So why don't you give folks your uh, website and, and in particular your YouTube channel. So if they want to go look at it and play around while we're talking, they can do that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So the website is just petematheson.co.uk. And my surname's not the, the, how you spell it with the sausages that we have in this country. It's M-A-T-H-E-S-O-N. So petematheson.co.uk. And then similar with the uh, the YouTube, it's just youtube.com slash petematheson. All righty. So uh, I'll have you give the 30-second version of the story we told last time, but basically you had an MSP, you sold to the MSP, uh, you built a YouTube channel, um, and take it from there. <laughs> yeah, so essentially I, um, I, I was starting to see YouTube as part of running my MSP. So about 18 months before we sold, I um, decided to get into video because I thought that would be a great, great way to market the business and kind of grow the brand and, you know, get some prospects in effectively and, and use that as a bit of a marketing uh, pillar. And so um, we, we carried on doing that. And at the point of us selling the business, I decided, well, actually this YouTube thing, I, I quite enjoy for a start. It's, it's quite a fun thing to do. Um, and it doing the YouTube thing just opened other doors for me that I wouldn't have had if I didn't have, you know, wouldn't have done, started the YouTube thing to begin with. So I thought, well, let's just carry that on because that's got such fantastic prospects on where it could go. And both from an opportunity point of view, from a revenue point of view, there's some, you know, there's some incredible opportunities there as well. Um, so I've continued doing that. Um, and since leaving the business and, and technically treating the YouTube more like a business now um, in its own kind of sense, it's uh, it's kind of changed the narrative in terms of how I look and think of the YouTube channel. Because before it was very much, you know, putting out content that's that's great for IT companies and prospects and those kind of things. And it's, it's not always 
technical stuff because um, as most people with marketing realize that there's that whole 80-20% rule. So 80% is, I think it's 80% non-relevant and 20% is actually relevant content. Right. So 80% of stuff needs to be completely, not completely non-relevant, but loosely, loosely tied in with what you're talking about. So maybe you're talking about, I don't know, golf is quite a popular thing over here. You know, lots of business owners are into their golf. So actually, if you talked about golf, well, actually, hey, they, they might actually have an interest in you because you're also playing golf. So maybe there's a loose connection in there. They might invite you to play golf. Oh, hey, I do IT as well. It's, it's that whole kind of thing. So um, there was there was that around the channel before, whereas now it's very much looking at the stats and going, well, actually, you know, which channels are you know gathering views, which ones are generating money because you get paid for the number of views you get. Um, there's also affiliate commission off the back of that. So there are things, you know, if I recommend products and services, then you can get income from recommending those. So it's, it's a different journey to what it was before. Um, but it's, it's still a challenge just to try and keep on top of things. And the YouTube algorithm is very much like Google's general search algorithm. They'll just change it. There's no, nothing written in, you know, stone. You can't kind of hack it or do anything. You've just got to put the work in and hope that something will get picked up and, and will kind of blow up. Um, right. Well, you know, it's funny. I uh, I work with a guy who helps me with Google ads, right? And so uh, as soon as we find something that works, we're like, okay, you know, I can see that I I did this and, and out came these sales. So go, 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 go. And then literally like a week later, like, okay, that doesn't work anymore. So now let's try something else. <laughs> and that's very similar in terms of YouTube and, and what I've cottoned onto with the YouTube is if you... Um, if you make a video that clicks and, and gets the views, then make a, a ton more all about the same topic or slightly different variations of it. Sure. One that I had was my um, Oculus Quest video, which I think we mentioned in the last one right. that's, um, that blew up just before Christmas. And I, unfortunately, I think I missed the boat because I, I didn't want to make any more videos because my, my channel isn't a gaming channel. It's not a VR channel at all. It's, it's nothing I really have a, a huge interest in other than the fact I love the headset. And... Um, <laughs> I should have made two videos that I've just posted recently, way before Christmas, just you know, before the Christmas rush. And um, I did post them. They haven't performed that well. But on the other hand, all my other videos that are around the kind of similar topics, I've got my like the the big kind of reviews and comparisons. You know, which cloud storage things should you go for? Where do you store your photos? Those ones are performing really well. So I'm trying to build on a series of those to do some more interesting things, and also still put out the MSP content. And that's the bit that I struggle with, is because I know the the business content that I produce and the MSP specific content I produce performs much worse because it's a smaller audience. Whereas when you're building, you know, tech reviews, which anyone in the world could watch quite easily. Right. Um, and there's a much larger audience, but I'm still trying to stay truth to, to full to kind of my experience because that's, you know, that's kind of what I've got behind me is that, you know, I've got the experience of running the business and growing it and doing the marketing. So I still want to be able to put out that content. Um, so I'm just trying to mix it in and uh, keep it interesting for everyone really. So, did you uh, earn some extra beer money at Christmas because of uh, uh, people I, clicking I on, uh, on reviews <laughs> and then going to your uh, Amazon affiliate or whatever? I did. So um, uh, I can drill into the numbers a little bit. So in terms of, um, so that Oculus Quest video um, in itself, so it's one video and actually it was one I threw together. Didn't really think much about it. You know, it, it took probably the least of all my videos to put together. Um, <laughs> that's now, I think it's paid out about seven or 800 pounds. Um, wow. just off the, the, the AdSense revenue from that. So that's just off the back of people watching it, um, which has paid for the, the headset twice over, which is quite nice. Um, the funny thing is that it, it was like a negative video saying about all the problems with the headset. And right. so everyone was commenting down below saying, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to buy one for Christmas. My mum's going to get me one for Christmas. 
And um, thanks to all the people that are basically having a go at me, they've paid for my own headset. <laughs> so that was quite funny. And then so, um, if, you, if you want to kind of touch on the stats a little bit more, um, just to kind of say where I, I currently am, because I'm, I'm quite a bit of drill into numbers and figures and things. Um, so I'm only at about 6,000 subscribers. So it's still a very, very small channel. You know, it's, it's not a big channel by any means. Um, we're getting around about 120,000 views um, every month. Uh, we're getting about 9,000 watch hours per month. Um, and the revenue is kind of sat around about 1,000, maybe $1,200 uh, per month, just on pure AdSense revenue. Well, just so folks have a comparison, and I'll, I'll, I'll set my ego aside. If I've got it in a, in a small box next to me for this video. Um, the, uh, my channel has been, your channel's been out four years. So, uh, by the way, uh, happy anniversary. I think I've only been active for about two years. Um, it's okay. one of those ones that you, you, know, you have to have a channel to be able to comment and like and right. those kind of things. So, so lesson number one, start a channel because you, you'll learn some stuff. And uh, actually, there's some barriers. You have to get over a thousand subscribers before you can do this and that. So, uh, but uh, my channel has been out, I think, eight years or something like that. Uh, and you have 20 times the traffic I do. So, you know, but my, but my focus is very much, right, uh, SMB IT consultants who serve small businesses, right? So if somebody exactly. is... And you'll uh, find that as well, because there's the likes of um, uh, Paul Green, there's, you know, Richard Tubb, there's tons of UK people over here doing marketing and focusing on MSPs that will, will have that kind of lower level of traffic. And that's what I'm seeing, you know, the MSP content and the business content is much less, um, which is why I find that if you mix in the other stuff, then that helps build the traffic. But then you're talking about, you know, you don't want to start making content that's right. potentially well, not relevant. Part of it is you have to be careful about building two different audiences, right? Exactly. Uh, I finally started a Relax, Focus, Succeed channel because I've got uh, a cheeky sales coach series of videos I'm doing. And so I, I put that on that channel uh, just because I don't want uh, sales-focused people who are not in IT to you know come to this channel to my channel and then be disappointed yeah yeah so um so for msps who are thinking about using youtube uh lesson one is go start a channel <laughs> definitely <laughs> uh but then after that uh i mean what what's the second thing they should do what's the third thing they should do i mean my go-to with the um the video side of things is a just to do it because it's so difficult to get started you know you, those that do start kind of filming themselves, they will never be happy with it. It won't look great. They don't want to put it out because they don't want to look and you know, be embarrassed or it's going to look awful and give them a bad image, whatever it is. Um, we all have those same thoughts. I certainly had that same thought when I started putting out content. I hated listening to myself, editing myself. <laughs> the audio was horrible. The video was horrible. It, you know, it wasn't great. But the, the, the idea I went around with was just put one out and then when you get to the next one, just try and make it slightly better than the last one and then just carry on doing that. And then slowly over time, it will hopefully get better. And then in terms of what to what to do videos of, my go-to is always just the you know top techie tips, you know, those kind of two-minute Tuesdays or three-minute Wednesdays, whatever it is, and just put out. And cybersecurity is an easy example for that. You just talk about, you know, this is the best antivirus you should be using or, or more actual personal about your business. You can just talk about, you know, these are the security products we use. This is why you know we believe in them. We use them ourselves, and just show a bit more personality about your business, um, and that's kind of where it then leads on to. So once you get comfortable with you know, being on camera and putting out topics of you know the techie topics, then start sharing more about 
you, your business, how you do things, because it's the personality that will attract people. Everyone can go onto LinkedIn now and watch videos of two minutes of, hey, cybersecurity is really important. Everyone's kind of getting bored with that stuff now. Um, it's still a great thing to do because it gets you started and comfortable, but actually the stuff that people are interested in is seeing personality because not everyone is the same, you know, certainly on a personality level, not everyone right. will come across the same on video. So it, that's the unique thing about you and the business that, that kind of needs to be covered really. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I've always, I love the, my experience. I've told the story many times of, I would do presentations with Bob Nitrio, who was, uh, quote unquote, competitor here in town, <laughs> we would go talk to a, a meeting of some professional group. And I would give a presentation for whatever, 15, 20 minutes. And then he would give a presentation for 15 or 20 minutes on two different IT topics. And then after we're done, we would go to different sides of the room and half the crowd would go and talk to him and half the crowd would go and talk to me. Because, you know, I have a shirt with a collar and long sleeves, and he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. And, uh, you know, we just have different styles of talking and different, you know, styles of presenting. And so I think you, I think it's important that people should feel comfortable doing business with you. And I think YouTube is a great way to just be who you are and attract people who want to do business with people who are you. <laughs> exactly that. And, and that does make the whole, you know, if you want to get into like the sales and conversion process and that kind of thing, makes it so much easier because you're not constantly fighting for attention the tension's already on you because people are watching you. So at that right. point, if they're happy, they'll get into contact. They're already happy. And actually at the point, and I still get it you know, more so now because obviously the more people are seeing them, but um, they've watched the video. They know all about me. They, they've watched all more the, the older videos. They can see how, you know, how we started, how we've grown, where we've got to, and they can see that whole journey. So they're like, I'm, I'm already sold on you. I just need to inquire and, you know, tell me how much it's going to cost and, and we'll go for it. It makes it just so much easier. I wish everything right. could be like that. <laughs> and, and, and we should be clear. So, and we'll put your, your contact information down below, but you do help MSPs figure out how to use video effectively and uh, use YouTube to get new clients. Yeah. So something that it was never really planned from beyond selling my business, but, um, and it's not specific on just the video and, and, marketing side of things, but where obviously I've, I've kind of grown it myself and run it and not myself. I obviously had a lot of help, but um, where I've been through that journey, I sold the business and then people just started approaching me again, another thing off the back of the YouTube channel, because people knew me because of that, but people approached me said, Hey, love what you've done. Can you do it to us as well? Um, and I've gone, yep, yeah, that sounds cool. I can do all the fun stuff and all the strategy and the marketing and help you guide you through the process, but none of the stress of the staff and legals and finances and all the hassle that comes with it. So I, I'm kind of, I hate the, the phrase business coach. I don't know if it's the same over there, but uh, over, over here, business coach, I find there's lots of people that call themselves business coaches, but A, haven't even run a business themselves. Um, and B, just haven't got, basically haven't got that experience. People go on, on training courses to become a business coach and then self-proclaimed business coaches will then charge you, you know, 1,500 pounds, 2,000 pounds a month for like the odd phone call here and there. And I just feel like it's, it's just a bad service, you know, paying a lot of money for somebody who might have on paper learned things, but they haven't been in the trenches. They've not, you know, been there on day one with no money, having to bring the business in. Um, so that's kind of what I've started doing is just working with businesses, all, all different types of sizes. But the idea is just trying to kind of be a, a friendly face to talk to some of the time. It's just, you know, hey, tell me about your problems. Uh, always, I should call myself a counselor, actually. That would work well. There you um, go. Tell me about Camp your problems counselor. and I'll see what I would do if, you know, if I was in your position, then I'll talk to you about that. Uh, but then for those customers I've got that, 
don't need that kind of uh, just kind of face to face. It's just more the strategy of, okay, let's just do this. Let's implement new marketing pillars, um, which is a new kind of series that I've, uh, I've worked on through a sponsor of mine, um, which is just, look, let's put this in place. Let's put your customer acquisition in place. Let's put your um, customer retention in place and, and customer feedback systems. Let's look at automating your sales process. There's all these different areas that um, lots of it is geared around marketing because marketing is a big part of obviously growing a business. Um, but then there's also the side that's, you know, keeping the existing business running well and looking after your staff. Mental health is a huge thing nowadays with the pandemic. So it's making sure the staff being looked after properly. Um, so yeah, just in all sorts of areas. So uh, I, I hate to call myself a business coach, but whether it's more of a business um, consultant, something along those lines, or, or just a shrink, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> well, a business coach is a little of all of those things. So including a shrink. Um, <laughs> so um, with the, uh, with, Getting started, one of the things that I always see with marketing is that if something takes off, then people have the complaint of, wait a minute, I don't want, for example, website development, right? I don't want my website to look like every other MSP website that somebody like sold me this template and ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk. Um, and so I wonder if it's the same thing on whether it's YouTube or LinkedIn or whatever. With other marketing uh, how much do we all just look alike to the client? Which is a very key question because most IT companies look identical and video is the kind of thing that sets them apart because that is the, the kind of space they've got to show their personality. You can, of course, do it through your website. You know, undoubtedly, the, the one thing that my first go-to is put real photos on your website. The number of websites I see that have just got the stock photography, blatantly you know they've gone onto, you know, iStock.com or whatever it is and downloaded some just stock corporate photography um, shots. The, the clever ones will, will stick a logo on the stock photography so it looks like it's theirs, but it's, again, <laughs> obviously not. But um, it doesn't take much. You know, it, it's not that expensive to get a photographer in to do, you know, snap a photo of you on a white background so you can cut yourself out. And then maybe even paste yourself on top of some stock backgrounds. But at least at that point, they've got a real face. It's just, again, anything you can add personality to. Um, the one thing that I have a bit of a um, bit of a bugbear about, not bugbear really, but um, one thing I see often is um, marketing collateral from various different places, you know, vendors and software companies and uh, you know, the software services and products that every MSP sells you'll get provided with a ton of material. You know, here's a load of videos and webinars and screenshots and sales material and brandable PDFs. That's quite a common one, but actually that doesn't really help you that much because if you just slap your logo on it and send it out again, you look like the same as everybody else. And in, in terms of, you know, certainly Google rankings, if you put that on your website, Google's not going to care because they know you're about the, the 1500th person that's posted that on your website. Right. So it's very much about, creating stuff and it doesn't have to be expensive um over here in the uk we have like marketing apprenticeships um which are fantastic ways to uh, get get young people through skill them up and you know can build them up from very early stages of their careers but you can train them and get exactly what you need um whereas if you get you know more senior people in yes they will be fantastic but they'll have that ingrained thought of what it should look like in their minds so it's just using those kind of more affordable resources, you can still push out a ton of, you know, incredible content. Um, we even outsource some to um, some work to the Philippines, you know, onlinejobs.ph is a website I've used a couple of times. In fact, I'm still using it now with my new businesses. And um, that's a fantastic way. .ph. So it's onlinejobs.ph. And it's basically uh, a Filipino recruitment website, which sounds really seedy, but um, it's a really great way. It's, you know, it's, it's very similar to like Upwork and lots right. of other kind of just pay, pay per hour type websites. Um, but it's just for Filipino workers, which 
Um, I was recommended to you a while back, and um, the the living wage over in the Philippines is such a drastic different to 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 you and me at the moment. So we were you know paying a few hundred dollars per month, and we had essentially a full time graphic designer for us. Um, I'm looking at someone now. I'm, I'm having someone help me manage my YouTube channel and look at the stats and analytics. Um, hopefully going to get someone to help me with the, the thumbnail creations and, and other things. I'm just trying to do that whole just offloading everything that I shouldn't need to be doing to right. other people. And um, it, using those types of websites, you can do it really, really affordably. So well, yeah, that's I, a recommendation uh, there. I, I hire a lot of people through Upwork. Um, and many of them are from the Philippines. So uh, it, it's, it, it is quite interesting with the difference in the exchange rate to, you know, hire people who have master's degrees <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yes. you know, they're, they're, you know, reasonably inexpensive compared to uh, at least the U S market. So, yeah, um, I wouldn't quite go to the stage of outsourcing the technical skills. I've, I've never been comfortable enough to do that yet. You know, first line, second line, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that just yet, but you but, know what, um, but certainly when, behind the scenes stuff, definitely. Uh, a couple of years ago in Australia, I was at the SMB IT Pro conference. They had a big screen, like a 70-inch TV in the in the meeting area. And they had on that TV two workers in the Philippines who were like basically available 24-7. And you know, they were signing people up to use their outsource help desk in the Philippines. So, you know, Excellent. it's uh it's it's the 21st century <laughs> it is yeah i've just never been quite there actually the, the weather scares me quite a lot the number of times they have like tropical storms and you kind of lose communication with them yeah i did a uh, series about 15 years ago uh with a guy who originally started outsourcing to the philippines and when he first started he used to have to buy a generator for <laughs> the people who worked for him because there would be so many storms now they are all in high-rise buildings and you basically, you know, you literally, they, they show you, this is your workspace. This is your cubicle. That's your employee. <laughs> that's the chair they sit in, you know? Uh, so it's, uh, it's much better than it was, but uh, anyway, so um, with the, the marketing stuff, um, how, you know, how do people get started without being overwhelmed? Because I think when people look at marketing, they go, ah, I don't have time to spend an hour on LinkedIn every day putting out new, interesting, fun content because it's one thing to copy, paste, publish. It's another thing to say, I have to come up with a graphic. I have to come up with a video. I, you know, uh, I don't need, I, I can't spend an hour a day doing that. So it's very difficult, like you say, to because there's so much thing, so, so many things you have to cover when you you know do marketing. Um, it's a very very wide topic, and um, I always I call them pillars because I, I think you know, pillars is kind of one core thing that can branch out and do some of various other things, much like you have pillar pages on on websites. But focus on one thing and then move on to the next one. So focus on your website if you can spend a bit of time. I actually did, um, uh, and I still do this whole thing where I would spend say 90 minutes every morning. And that's my time to focus on the business rather than in the business. Um, very much a, 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 you know, well worth doing when you're certainly on your own and small and growing because the rest of the time you're dedicated to working in the business because you need to take phone calls and what have you. But if you can dedicate, dedicate that time uh, out of business hours, close down your email and no distractions, you can achieve an absolutely huge amount of work. And I actually ended up building my first, maybe even second website within those hours because you know an hour and a half every day adds up to quite a lot over time. Um, so focus on one thing at a time. Again, you can use those places like uh, onlinejobs.ph or Upwork to, to outsource a lot of those tasks uh, for an affordable you know, affordable fee. 
even just something like a template website. If you're really, really first just getting started, just a templated WordPress website can get you going. Um, you know, I think for, for MSPs, a lot of the time, uh, websites are just like a shop front. They're not actually used to sell. You know, no one's actually selling products direct on their website. It's just a bit of a shop front where they browse around. Blog post is probably the most interesting thing as part of a website for an MSP. And then probably the contact us page. And probably actually think about that, the about us page. Most people go to the website, go straight to the about us page going, do these guys look nice? Yep, I'll give them a phone call. Um, so just focus on something along those lines. And then on the social media things, it's um, automation is my first go-to. Um, you know, if you're putting out things like blog posts, you can use service like Zapier or Zapier.com. Um, mm-hmm. And that can automatically go, okay, I'm going to pull a feed in from the website. As soon as a blog post gets posted, I'm going to now share it out to you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, all the social networks you need to. And so you can have a presence without having a presence, you know, without physically being present. Um, also, one of my favorites, Meet Edgar, a social media scheduling tool. And most of them have it in them nowadays, but Meet Edgar will allow you to you can create categories so you can have maybe a um, you know like a salesy category a marketing category a blog post category a videos category if you're doing videos and then you position them and you schedule them throughout the week when you want to post those topics and all you then do is basically fill these categories up with content and again you can do similar things you can pull in rss feeds from various websites uh, one of my favorites was to pull in the bbc news the technology news websites so that um because everywhere you know over here as soon as something hits the bbc technology news then people start talking about it and they actually care about it. Whereas right. you could be talking about cybersecurity for months and months before then, but as soon as it hits the BBC, oh, we need to do something <laughs> about that now. Um, so to be able to pull that feed in and all you need to do is just go in and go, oh yeah, I'm going to approve that one, approve that one, approve that one. And then it would then just fall into the schedule. Um, and the problem that fixed for me when I was first starting out was that you, know, you could go on holiday or you could be just super busy all of a sudden and then your social media would go absolutely dead because you're just either not there or you're just too busy. Whereas with, with something like Meet Edgar, it just carries on posting for you. And in fact, that even if you, you know, forget to load it up with something and two weeks rolls past, it's still going to recycle content that you've got. So right. if you scroll back to the very, very early days of when I first started the business, you'll just see the same photos and images and posts time and time <laughs> again, as I was just too busy to you know, growing the business and what have you. But, um, but it's, at least you're still showing up. And one of the things that I, I'm very aware of is once you post something once, the second time you post it, a completely different audience might see it. Right. So yes, even if you are sharing the same content, you do want to share it multiple times just to catch people different times a day. The algorithm might pick it up one time and not the other. So it's just trying to share it around and just kind of see what works really. So you don't have to put a huge amount of work into social media. It's um, I'm very much just someone that will just pick up my phone going, oh, I've got an interesting thought. I'm just going to post that out. Um, the one thing I have to try and stop myself and think about now is if what, what I, if what, what's the word I'm trying to think of? I'm going to post something is it actually going to be valuable to who's going to be reading it? Because sometimes I'll just pick up my phone going, oh, that's really funny, or that's just a silly comment. I'm going to post that. And then I go, I'll stop myself going, whoever's going to read that is just going to think I'm an idiot or just you know, <laughs> talking about things that I have no knowledge about or whatever well, it is. So I need to make sure whatever I am posting is actually of interest to, to people that might be reading it. I do have to say, I, you know, I'm all business on LinkedIn and Twitter and so forth, but on Facebook, uh, I just post whatever the hell I want. And sometimes I post <laughs> 10 times a day. I always post a pun in the morning and, uh, you know, sometimes I do political commentary. I do whatever I want. Um, and that, you know, that's a specific audience that engages me in a specific way where on LinkedIn, it's a lot more people that I would say are more likely to not actually know me, not interact with me, but they might want to see this information that I have to share. 
Uh, so I, I take different approaches. Uh, yeah, we use uh, Hootsuite to automatically post stuff. So when I post up a blog post, it automatically reposts once and then we have somebody reschedule it after that. Um, but you're right. If people don't see it the first time, I mean, they may never see it. I mean, when was the last time you got on Facebook and scrolled down for like two hours, right? To see what was done three days ago. Probably never. Exactly. <laughs> and that's actually why I like YouTube quite a lot because yeah, LinkedIn, Facebook, they've probably got a shelf life of 12 hours, maybe at most for a post before it just drops off the, the bottom of the page. But with YouTube and being a, you know, a huge search engine, everything search, but I've still got my very first videos are still getting views today. So right. that's why, you know, I love about that. And actually one thing also to mention on the social media in general, if you're struggling to stay on top of it, just, just pick one, you know, go with, go with LinkedIn. If you're an MSP, that's a fantastic place to start and just focus on LinkedIn. Don't worry about Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all the other places. Just focus on that. Um, before you start stretching yourself and thinking you have to post, you know, different things to different platforms or even the same thing to different platforms, just choose one and go with it. Because if you can grow an audience on one, then, a, you know, a stage where you get a certain size, you can just go, Hey, I've got a, a Twitter and everyone come and follow me on Twitter. And you just kind of point and And that's the idea behind the, the video side of things on YouTube is I just want to grow a big audience. And then whatever I'm doing in the future, I can kind of point that audience at, at something. You know, if I wanted to, sell t-shirts in the future. I could just point them at my t-shirt website and have you know, <laughs> 20,000 or how many thousand subscribers go buy a shirt. You know, I, I probably won't do that, but it's just that, that kind of principle and idea behind it. Right. I wish I could think of merchandise I could sell, but so far I haven't come up with anything. I don't have, I'm a, not creative enough for that. <laughs> I don't have a fun logo, you know? So I first, <laughs> first I have to go get a logo and then I'd have to go figure out what to do. Cool. All right. So what's the, uh, what's the easiest kind of engagement for folks who want to look at your services and find out, you know, what you, you can help with. Um, well, it's just in case of going to, um, I guess just watch my YouTube videos. That's what I normally go to. Just check out the YouTube videos. Um, I am essentially kind of fully booked at the moment. Again, one of the benefits of, of YouTube and you. video side of things is that, um, I, I put out two LinkedIn posts and off the back of those two LinkedIn posts, I, I basically got got fully booked um, because I'm trying to limit my time. I'm only kind of booking one or two days. Uh, it's actually one day a week for this coaching business, whatever it's going to be called. Um, and the rest of it is just family time. Yes. And also kind of this, this YouTube thing. YouTube's got uh, certainly a lot of my interest, but, um, but yeah, I, I do still get people you know, talk to me now today and uh, say they're interested. And uh, if you're interested, all I can say is just drop me a message, maybe connect with me on LinkedIn, um, shoot me a message and um, we can, we can get chatting. Very good. Pete Matheson uh, with, I guess, PeteMatheson.co.uk. That's the one. And uh, on, on YouTube. So thank you for being with us today. I appreciate it. And uh, with luck, we'll have you back again. Thanks for having me once again. Appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.